Hello and welcome to Harold Hay. Just Corey here today, uh, here to introduce uh, the very special episode we have for you. Uh, Adam and I were interviewed on the That's So 90s podcast hosted by Bobby Simmelsberger. Uh, you can find it on uh, iTunes. Just uh, look for that name. Um, yeah, we had a really good time. Um, we, as usual, dove deep into Hey Arnold. Um, yeah, so we, we thought we would, uh, kind of scratch each other's back and, uh, feature his podcast on ours. So, uh, we'll be, we'll be back next week with another episode of Harold Hay. Otherwise, um, here it is. Enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome to the That's So 90s podcast, the only podcast discussing the pop culture of the 90s to determine if it's really as magical as we all remember it being. I'm your host, Bobby Semmelsberger. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We're back. After a long, long while, finally, I'm back behind the mic for the first time in it feels like months. But, you know, I was taking the summer off, recharging the batteries. I hope you guys understand, but I hope you're back. I hope you're listening. I'm back for now. Uh, I'm going to try and stay back and keep doing the thing, keep chugging along, and we have an excellent episode for you guys this week because we are going to be talking about the awesome, historical, uh, nostalgic-fueled 90s Nicktoon, Hey Arnold, and who better to talk about it with me than the hosts of Hey Arnold, Hey, a podcast where they're talking about Hey Arnold on a weekly basis. They're chopping up episodes and they're going in depth and they're talking all about that Arnold and all about the Gerald and all about the Helga Pataki. I got Adam and Corey, the host of that podcast on the show, and that's going to be on in a few minutes, in a few minutes. But first, I have a couple things I want to plug real quick. All right. First off, as usual, guys, follow us on Twitter at that so 90s pod. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on all that social media so you guys can keep up with everything, all the updates, all the little 90s jokes I like to make on there, any sort of comments or questions or anything, you guys can be a part of the conversation on social media, right? Also, and most importantly, guys, the That's So 90s podcast is officially on Patreon. We've got a Patreon, which means you guys can give me money now. Isn't that amazing? Only give me money if you guys really want to. It really doesn't matter. But if you guys want to support the show, uh, give me a buck, two bucks, three bucks, whatever you guys, if you know, if you're in financial, if you're in a hard financial situation and you just bought that, you know, Nintendo Power Glove on eBay, don't worry about it. I get it. I'm just saying it's the thought that counts. But if you guys want to, you know, help to keep the lights on, help keep the mic on and um, keep bringing in sweet episodes, new episodes with great guests and everything, then, you know. How about you chucking a buck on the old Patreon, right? And you guys can get different rewards based on how much money you give. So how does exclusive bonus content sound? Yeah, that's what you're going to be getting. How does getting some of those 90s commentaries I've been doing? Yeah, what if you got those 24 hours earlier than anyone else? Well, you can only get that stuff on Patreon. 
So make sure you get on there, guys. It's patreon.com slash that's so 90s pod. I'm pretty sure. I'm not officially sure that's actually what it is, but that sounds good. So I'm just going to keep it like that. I'm done talking. I'm done chit-chatting. I need to shut up. You guys came here for my Hey Arnold conversation, and that's what you guys are going to get. So here it is. Hey Arnold. Cue the theme music. Corey, just so you guys know, you are definitely my resident Hey Arnold experts tonight. So I, you, I, you, no pressure, but you guys, you know, you better show off some some serious chops here. We're ready for it. Yeah, ready for see the what we can do. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm gonna start off by asking you, what type of impact did Hey Arnold have when you guys were growing up? Uh, well, Corey here. Um, <laughs> so I uh, really loved Harold as a kid. So it was sort of like, um, the family show. Uh, so my parents and sister and I would watch it. We were at that perfect age to, um, uh, enjoy it together. Uh, and it, so like it was one, it was one of the first shows that was on TV new that, um, like the whole family would watch together. And so in that case, it, it has like a really rich nostalgia factor, but, um, ever since then, it still is like, on on my list, you know, if I was to say like top ten favorite shows, uh, you know that I've that I've watched, Harold's still up there. Um, so it just it it kind of lasted in my heart as like an, <laughs> a really important show. It's like sad and sweet, and I I don't know, it just it stuck around. It stuck around in my kind of rolodex of shows. So yeah, it's it's super important to me. I I don't know. I think I was like looking to make podcast ad money. And I thought that uh, Harold's a good way to do that. <laughs> so if I'm going to be up, up front with you guys, uh, your listenership, I think that's why I'm in in, in this business. Yeah, but and into Hey Arnold. But you watched it though. Yeah, I watched it as a kid, but it was pretty passive. Like yeah, like a bunch of other cartoons I'd watch as a kid. And then yeah, it didn't make its way into my life until later. Yeah. So I'm a born again Hey Arnold fan. <laughs> that's interesting. So you're kind of coming, you're kind of coming into it with a different perspective of not necessarily nostalgia. You're kind of just like, all right, let's see what what is everyone talking about. Let's see this thing. Yeah, and I think that was sort of the dynamic of why we started the show, or part of the dynamic of the show. And I think it sort of allows me to like critically analyze the show in a way that like it doesn't have a lot of emotional resonance for me. So I think I can see it with maybe a different yeah different different perspective. Yeah, that's actually really true. I've I've noticed that. Well, I mean, I feel like Corey, I'm right there with you that this show. When I think back, this is like one of the OGs of my childhood, right? There's like right next to Rugrats, right mm-hmm. next to Cat Dog, and mm-hmm. then there's like Hey Arnold. It's like those are the ones that nostalgic, like you remember and just be like, man, that was like the some of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And I, I feel like uh, even though I don't necessarily watch it that much now, it mm-hmm. is a show that I feel like when I talk to anybody else that grew up at the same time I did, any of us 90s kids, um, everyone's always like, dude, Hey Arnold was the best. 
Like, I feel like I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Hey Arnold, either now, back then, like, whenever. And, um, and it's funny because that also leads me to another question, guys, is, like, I hear everyone, and they're just saying, Hey Arnold, it's the best. Nostalgia or not, it's, like, just, it's fantastic. What is it about Hey Arnold that I think is, what, what is it that so, becomes so enduring for people? Why, why do people just remember it just being so great, no matter if you're five years old or now in your 20s or 30s? What right. is it about Hey Arnold that's just kind of stayed with people? Well, I think that, I mean, the, the easy answer is it's like really relatable. Like, it, like it's, it's, a re, it's a show of realism. It's not quite as uh, an intense, like, you know, you brought up Cat, Dog, and Rugrats, which are great, great shows, but, but they're, they're, primary goal was to be like out of this world, crazy capers. And, and Hey Arnold, like the creators really pushed this, this kind of natural realism with like little pepper, like little bits and pieces surrealist of moments. surrealist moments. But mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know, like everyone has a Helga in their life. Everyone, um, like strives to be the Arnold. And I, I think like if nothing else, it's a really relatable show. Mm-hmm. But I think on top of that, like the writing is really like, solid and somber which is kind of rare for that era i don't know what do you think yeah i don't know i think there's like a humanist strain in harold too that i think the way we would like to think about our childhood as being a bit idyllic it like shows through in harold yeah because i think i mean it's it's pretty realistic and it shows sort of like the grittier side of life as well but Mm -hmm. i think it's like the storytelling the narrative is is told in such a way that it like it, it i don't know it almost it's like it's like the way you want to have your best memories portrayed almost as a kid yeah. Yeah. And, and on, on top of that too, they do a really good job at like building this world of characters. So like, I mean, I, the only other show from that era that I think does as good of a job is the Simpsons. And I think right, yeah. the Simpsons do a really good job at allowing secondary and tertiary characters have full narratives, full stories, full backgrounds. Um, so I don't know, you get invite, like watching as a kid, you get invited into this like urban world where you know the butcher and you know the florist and you know like yeah. all these like like immigrants in Arnold's house like there's no there's no ending to who you can meet on the streets of their town. That was beautiful, Corey. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really articulate. Uh, no, but no, but what you're saying is so true. And what's funny watching these shows again just last night for the first time in a long time, I just realized like, wait a second. Like you were just saying, they're in the middle of like an inner city urban environment. They're at like they're in a part of town where parents tell their kids not to go to. Right. And these kids are living like their best lives and you want to hang out with them. You want to play stickball with them. You want to go to school. You want to hang out with the butcher. Yeah. You want to go to hang out with Arnold in his sweet ass bedroom, which we can talk about later. That is the dopest bedroom in all of the cartoon history. Amen. But um but also you want to hang out with all the all these weird old men that live in the same apartment building he does. And it's weird <laughs> because you shouldn't you shouldn't want any of those things. But somehow, a, hey, yeah. Arnold kind of like I don't know, it, it, it just it kind of it makes everything it makes all that stuff kind of cool and acceptable in a way that a lot of shows don't. And 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 I think that's what's so interesting, too, is, hey, Arnold. And let me let me what do you guys think about this? Hey, Arnold is a show that feels like it should not work on paper as a kid show. Like you write it down. It's like, that's uh, about a kid in the inner city that goes to school and hangs out with his grandpa and his weird grandma. And then nothing happens. Like there's no fairy godparents. There's no super genius that can make inventions. Like we see in a lot of these other cartoons. It's just a kid and his friends. So what is it about this show 
that that's for some reason works when it shouldn't work. It's almost like the childlike version of Seinfeld. It's like, it, mm. it's just, it's, I don't know. I think it's the combination of like the innocence and the realistic components of it too. Right. Right. That like it, you marry those two things together and it gives you sort of this thing that's like, I don't know, just extremely pleasurable and interesting to watch. It like feels mm. good to watch. Well, and I would, I would agree. It's, it's, it was super interesting for me as a kid. I think when I like revisiting the show, I realized that my, richest understanding of urban life and poverty came from Hey Arnold because they're going on the subway. They live in rundown homes. There's like a really diverse group of kids, like all different races and family backgrounds. You have like the richest kids, like you have the Phoebe's and the Helga's and the Rhonda's who are really well off. Then you have like uh, Arnold and Stinky and Sid who are all more on like the lower end of the like not quite as well off. So you get like this really diverse cast of people and locations. And honestly, like I would argue that the show is in some ways about social status and about um, like economic status and really has a strong presence of poverty that like, you're right. I, I agree. This show on paper shouldn't be for kids. It's actually really depressing. Um, but that, that's like, that's like really beautiful that the the creator and the and the writers they decided we're gonna let these let the kids watching the show we're not gonna like sugarcoat what life is like it it, it it's a really it I don't know go, go ahead I think it's like a beautiful beautiful piece of like pro public school propaganda yeah like, it, totally it yeah totally a very diverse class in all ways of sort of like ideology of class, mm-hmm. uh, like all different types of diversity. And it shows this, like, and I think what you said a moment ago is very interesting. Even though their social dynamic is a thing that's so complex, complicated that it doesn't seem like it should work, but it does. And we talk about this a lot in the show. Like there's like very little like interference from adults in the show. Right. It's basically like a type of like childlike anarchy that like ends up working beautifully. Yeah. And they like self-regulate each other in a way that I think is fascinating through almost every episode. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I I think it's a really complicated show that manages to do it really beautifully. Yeah. They're they're known for their character arcs and and for like um, they're they're known – they're kind of known for having – complex characters when other shows weren't so that that's that there's still so that show's still celebrated for like helga's backstory and mr simmons backstory like all these like like secondary characters are i don't know yeah it's it's um it's a complex show that shouldn't be shouldn't work but it does yeah totally yeah and and that's the thing is i think because it's so slice of life and it feels so much more realistic than spongebob which in itself has all these Every cartoon for kids, every show for kids has the morals and the themes and, you know, the in the end, don't do that, kids. We're trying to teach you a lesson. But I think because Hey Arnold feels like he's in fourth grade, hey, I was in fourth grade, and you can kind of connect with them and these characters so much easier because it feels so real. I think the morals and the themes in this show hit you way harder than any other show where it's trying to, you know, like in SpongeBob, it's like, oh, where you have a metaphor that this, because it has some fish related thing, is a metaphor for something else in the real world. But hey, Arnold's just like straight up like, hey, there's bullies and he has to deal with these certain things. Like, for example, in the episode where hey, Arnold and uh, where Arnold and Gerald play hooky mm-hmm. and then they have the whole they have like the crappiest day of their entire life only to go back to school and be like, oh my God, we just missed Secret Carnival Day. 
Like the day that all of us kids are like, oh man, secret carnival day. Like that is something that has stayed with me for 20 years to well, never play hooky because you never know when you're going to miss secret <laughs> carnival day. Right. And I don't know, did any of the morals or anything kind of hit you guys like that? Um, like, you know, now later in life, because, because once again, it's like, maybe that's why Harold's so endearing to all of us. And we remember it so well is because we can connect with it like that. I like what Adam said earlier that it's it's almost a humanist show and the morals it's like they're it's like on the top level it's like yeah like your family's more important than you think they are or like yeah don't like skipping school isn't necessarily a good thing but there's this like deeper moral and ethic that like Arnold himself strives for like he really struggles with like the the morals that you're talking about that like kids all around the world you know pulled from Hey Arnold um Arnold's dealing with those morals too. He's trying to figure out what it means to like, what does it really mean to care for Eugene? Who's this like unloved guy. And like, I think that question of how do you really care for your like fellow classmate, like that kind of question is really pulled apart in Arnold in a way that, that like, it's not just simply that like being bullied sucks. It's like being bullied sucks because that bully is sad too. And, and so I think the morality in Harold is actually even more complicated than like that hooky episode is great. And I, I like we watched it recently and I very quickly remembered, oh, yeah, like this is like a, a, a moral tale about skipping school. But um, I think I think it even I think the morality even it, goes deeper than that. So talking about hooky, the thing I like really like about the show, and I think hooky is like a fantastic example is and maybe this is like me as an adult looking back on and looking at it now. It gives me a weird perspective. But I think a lot a lot of times like the morality and the ethics of the show, they're very easily flipped on their head. So I think like the surface level read of that episode is like they you shouldn't miss school because they're going to do some fun shit at school and you're going to miss it. You're going to have a miserable time. In my mind, when I see that episode, it's more like they went out of their comfort zones, did, did the quote unquote wrong thing. But they like learned some sort of moral, ethical, like, oh, interesting thing at the end of it. And while the other kids had this sort of like bl- like banal sort of surface level fun interaction, like Arnold and Gerald did the quote unquote wrong thing and they learned something about themselves and society and how things act actually operate does that make sense like that and i think that's the thing we run into a lot with like in on our on the podcast and with the show is like we'll go into the episode thinking like this episode's totally about this thing and then 45 minutes later of rambling we come to the conclusion it's actually the complete opposite moral story mm-hmm. or ethical mm-hmm. thing and i think that shows the sort of like the nuance and the depth of the show morally the narrative all sorts of different things yeah yeah, Dude, this shit has got layers. Is pretty <laughs> much what you're getting. This is complex stuff, and that's what's so. And I think that once again, and we'll get to our ratings way at the end of the episode. But I think this is why you can rewatch this show as an adult, like you guys are doing, episode by episode, in depth, or even how I was doing last night, and all of a sudden just kind of be like, as a kid, I thought this one thing. But as an adult, and maybe even with retrospect or thinking back to your life, you can go, oh my God, this hits me on a completely different level, and now I'm about to cry. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's why, like, my parents loved it. My parents were in their, like, early 40s when we were watching, and they loved it. And it's because it it pulled at their heartstrings in a way that was maybe a little different than my sister and I, but, like, all four of us could, like, connect with this story. And, like you said, like, a little differently when you're an adult, I think, because... It, like nostalgia gets weighed down with like regret and sadness, which is like totally. the, the show has so much. It's dripping with sincere sadness. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, the show's about. Totally. 
This show is basically like the Peanuts, but for the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like very, very thoughtful, like sweet, sad moments. Yeah. Realistic. It kind of has a like I could easily see Arnold doing an episode where he gets a sad little tree on Christmas and he's like dragging that thing around. Like I feel like you could easily swap out the characters in Mm. the Peanuts, Charlie Brown, and just kind of put in the Hey Arnold cast. And besides the animation, not a lot would change. Actually, that's a pretty good challenge. I want somebody to go do that on YouTube. Yeah. I actually think that would be pretty well, dope. I, th- I think Helga is, is a lot like Lucy. I think they're pretty similar characters, like um, angry and uh, uh, com- complex and like really needy, needing well, attention. And like Peanuts, the music is the best part of the entire show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, we're going to talk about the theme right now. All right, that's a perfect transition. I want to talk about what the hell is happening in the opening theme of this show. Like... We we got we got the, the we got the guys and the girls and they're coming at each other. It looks like they're about to have some sort of rap battle or some sort of West Side Story musical number. Yeah. Um, but then they kind of are just like passing each other. Like, what exactly is happening in the Hey Arnold opening? I think you've analyzed a part of the show that I haven't thought about at all. <laughs> <laughs> and this is yeah, my like free job that I do. I mean, I think yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think if I my answer is it's the way they show the main characters. I don't know. Like it's, it's like every show in the nineties had to have some kind of opening. And I mean, up until the part when they were walking towards each other, it's like a pretty baller like opening, you know, you have like Gerald and stinky shooting hoops and like Harold, uh, Harold throwing a flashlight at brainy or something. Like it's like kind of, it's, it's kind of cool. And then you're right though. It kind of goes crazy when they're like walking towards each other. It is very West Side Story. That's a good reference. Very good. Very good. It's not. It's not. It's not a big deal. It's just something I've always wondered as a kid, and then watching it again, I was like, "Yeah, what does any of this mean?" Anyway, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, earlier you were mentioning Helga, which is also a better transition. Because let's get into some of the characters, guys. Let's break sure. this thing down. And I want to start with Helga, because oh man, Helga, do you mm-hmm. think she's been friend zoned at this point too hard? Uh, I think she's been bully zoned, man. She's like. I don't know. Like, so the romantic component of, of Helga is like real, it's really wild. I think like, I don't know. I don't think she's like her own worst enemy in that regard, but I think it's the thing of like, I I don't know. That's you. You go ahead. I don't know. I mean, that's it. She, she, I think it's even worse than the friend zone because she tries. It's like, she tries so hard. She'll talk herself down from being a bully and then she'll be a bully anyway. And that's like her, that's why she's a perfect tragic figure is that the thing that she loves the most, she can't even get to the, she, she's like, I just want to be normal with him. And she can't, she can't do that. She can't even be like, hi, hello. You are, you're like a normal person. She can't do it. It doesn't like her, her poetic passion, um, is fueled in part by like the fact that she hates the thing that she loves so much. And she's like Shakespeare with like anger issues too. She's like hyper poetic. And like romantic, I think in like a purest sense, you know what I mean? In that sense, uh, she's romantic. And I think it's like she gets so in her head about it. She doesn't, she can't allow herself yeah. to be even normal at like, all. Like it would be easy to be friend zoned with Arnold because Arnold's like the nicest guy. And he's insanely aloof. He has no idea what's going on. Yeah. So it, it, it could have happened. Like she, I guess what I'm saying is she wishes she was in the friend zone. She's even lower. Yeah. She's like not on the radar for him. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Poor girl. But do you think like, I know, right? Poor girl. Because you do feel sorry for her almost the entire time, even though it's her own self-inflicted kind of exile of love that she's caused upon herself. But like, let's think apart. Let's think like 
Okay, because obviously, like, okay, my girlfriend, let me take my girlfriend, because she said she was a bully when she was in elementary school, and she even tells me now, like, hey, if I knew you in elementary school, I'd like you so much that I'd, like, be punching you in the arm and stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. thanks, I guess, <laughs> you know? And, um, but obviously she kind of grew out of that. So Helga, I'm assuming she's just a fourth grader. She's going to grow out of being a bully and she's going to, you know, kind of figure out life. But where do you think Arnold and Helga, let's say just in high school, let's say senior year of high school, do you think they're ever actually going to connect on a romantic level? Or do you think Arnold is just so, as you're saying, aloof, or I feel like Arnold's so, He's thinking about other girls. He's not thinking about Helga in that way. He's not thinking about Pataki's unibrow or whatever. Do you think that's ever going to work out between them? I think he's like way too intellectually inferior for her. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I find Arnold to be, and this is like going a little far controversial. I find him to be a bit bland and kind of dumb. (laughs) And I think Helga is hyper intelligent. And I think part of her frustration comes from she has these internal squabbles, but I think she doesn't have an intellectual match like pure in the show at all. Really. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like an isolation and and loneliness that comes from that. I think they would never I think that's a scenario where she'll look back on her youth, (laughs) this cartoon character, and Uh she'll go like, why did I even why would I even bother with him? You know what I mean? So Basically, you're you're saying Helga's way too good for him. Yeah, yeah, totally. She can do better, man. Well, yeah, way better. Uh, But I mean, She's better than him in that she's smarter than him, but he's also not a bully. So it's like, no, you know, he, it's, he has it's, like, in, in, like emotional intelligence. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's actually yeah, true. They're yeah. the per- <laughs> so maybe they are the perfect match. But I, okay, so at the, at the end of the first Harold movie, there's like, I think, spoiler alert, I think they, ki- I think she kisses him or something, uh, or she tells yeah, him or something. I think so, yeah. I haven't seen, I, we're, so, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> I haven't rewatched it in a while, but, um, the new movie that's coming out on in Nickelodeon, the 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 trailer um, that has been uh, released, uh, there are like some hints, like oh, like like is he like okay with this? So I'm interested to see how that plays out because then I think we could actually answer this question. But if I was to just completely, you know, spitball, spitball, I mean, I think I, I agree with Adam that she Thank is uh, like she's like clearly the most in, like intelligent person in, in that classroom. Uh, but I, but I would push back and say that his emotion, like, like I mentioned before, I think his emotional intelligence and her like sheer brainiac intellect and like poetic intellect, I think there is a match there. Um, I think the question is, can he like tie down his aloofness and can she like chill the fuck out? Right? Like, no, I don't think so. I think she would be miserable if they were actually if they ever dated in like some alternate like cartoon universe. Man, you are not a shipper, dude. No. Wow. You know what? I think our podcast is over. I think so, too. Just kidding. No, but this is the entire it, podcast right now. It is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I think there are arguments both ways, but uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps. But I'm, I'm right, probably. Just, yeah, sure. <laughs> Drama. You guys can just keep going. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> listening at this point. Um, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to cause a rift between you two. Oh, my God. But uh, I will say, though, I do think... I just don't, I don't see them, I see them, they're all, they're going to go to middle school together, high school, but I feel like once Helga moves on to college, she's going to be a free bird, she's going to get herself like a, a nose ring or something, and yeah. you, you, she's going to find herself an artist or something like Berkeley, and that's pretty much, I feel like, and then she's really going to be happy, because I feel like in that town, what's her options really? It's Arnold, Gerald, who's cool, Gerald's awesome, he's a baller and all that shit, but who else, like Stinky? She ain't going to pick Stinky. 
Sid. Like, she doesn't have many options at this point in fourth right. grade. So, of course, she's in Arnold because Arnold has a cool hat on and he's not, like, weird and crazy or has an accent or something like that. Like, Arnold would be a pick for most girls, I think. Oh, totally. He's the best. He's, well, he's one of the best dressers. There's a lot of good clothing in Harold, but he dresses great. He's smooth. He's sweet. He's romantic. Yeah. I don't know. Not on team Arnold, I guess. Damn, bro. I mean, <laughs> I, I love Arnold, but I'll, I'll be honest. Helga's my, Helga's like a top five fictional character in general, not yeah, just in awesome. Arnold. Like Whoa. in any fiction, I think Helga is like one of the most complex realized characters. I'm going to, I'm going to say it. Yeah. She's great. She's great. I hey, agree. no, and you know what's funny? Because I was actually going to say that. I wrote down that I feel like Helga is the heart of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Arnold is very, uh, he's he, uh, you know, he has a crush on, what is, doesn't he have a, ch- a crush on the foreign chick at, at that one point? No, he, she's not foreign. She's from, she's from like a farm town, Lila. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Lila. And then and that so really he, girl. And Ruth. Ruth, boring she's girl. so boring. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> And so he does have romantic feelings, but he is like Arnold doesn't get deep with his feelings. Whereas yeah. Helga, we're feeling for Helga, right? We know we go, we have gone through Helga's pain. People that have gone through, have had childhood crushes, we all understand what Helga is going through, right? So I feel like we're rooting for her. And and Arnold's kind of just our vessel into that town. We're kind of watching the rest of the characters through his eyes. Yeah, that's kind of true. That's yeah. true. I think that's yeah, true. I agree with that. And that's probably why you're not even a big Arnold fan. It's kind of like that Mary Sue syndrome that everyone's like talking about that. Like he's just this, he's just like the perfect kind of goody goody. And we're kind of just hanging out with Arnold, but he's just access. So we can watch stinky and Sid and Harold and Gerald and, 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 and grandpa and all the, all of the better, funnier characters. You know? I, I, I think when the show focuses on Arnold's like naturalism tend- tendencies, I think he really shines. So I really love uh, and these are just the episodes that we've like reviewed, but I really love big Caesar. I really love the turtle episode. I oh, love the baseball yeah, yeah. episode things where he's like, where he's like a little Thoreau or a yeah, little, yeah. or a little, um, oh, Emerson. Probably. I think that's when he really shines is when, when his, his story arc is more about like the bigness and sadness of this world. Right. Like, yeah, totally. the, like the baseball episode is like beautiful. The turtle episode is beautiful. Yeah. And I was revisiting a few days ago, the big Caesar episode, which is where he goes, he goes fishing and he like looks into the eyes of a fish and lets the fish go. That's like beautiful. That's beautiful. So I think when we're talking about interpersonal, Helga is like by far the most complex, but when we're talking about like life knowledge, like Arnold's pretty great too. So I, I can understand why Adam thinks that Arnold's boring like in conversation with others, but that's because his head's in the clouds. He's thinking about turtles and fish and baseball players. But like, I don't even feel guilty saying that I find him a little boring. Cause I think you're totally right. It's that the show's not really about him. He's just your way. Like you said, into the neighborhood. Totally. Totally. But yeah. the other characters are supposed to shine. And I think primarily Helga. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had a suggestion on Twitter by mm-hmm. one of my, uh, let's see, by one of my newest fans. His name is Raider Max House Stark. At least that's his Twitter name. And he wanted us to rank the best tenants from best to worst that oh. live with Arnold. We're talking those strange old men that are always popping up. Uh, guys, so we're talking, who we got? We got Oscar, Ernie Potts, Mr. Smith. Uh, Mr. Hun, I believe it is. Mr. Wynn, yeah. Mr. Wynn, can you, can you, who do you think would be the best tenant and who do you think is the worst tenant? Well, it, it's, it's hard because if you're, if we're talking about most memorable character, 
easily Kakashka. Yeah, Mr. Kakashka is the best. Yeah. If we're talking best tenant, then Mr. Smith, because he's just in his room all the time, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think if we're going by favorites, it would probably for me go Kakashka, Win, uh, Ernie, and then maybe Kuk- Susie Kakashka, and then. Sp- <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I'd say that's my order too. Yeah, yeah. it's hard because Mr. Wynn is really great too. I mean, he had some he has some pretty great episodes that are like heart wrenching. So, but but Kakashka is memorable. I mean, I, yeah, m- my family still quotes him all the time. He asks for sandwiches a lot. Yeah, he's he awesome. complains a lot. He's great. He's like he so- likes to pet the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. he likes to pet the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, well, I hope we hope we did that question well. Um, But anyway, guys, let's talk about. I think this show, you mentioned The Simpsons. I think this show really does have some of the greatest supporting characters since The Simpsons, because The Simpsons, they're very similar in the fact that Simpsons, you're living in Springfield. You feel like you're in Springfield. Hey, Arnold, you're hanging with, you know, you're hanging with Arnold's buddies. You're hanging with the tenants. You're hanging with grandma. And all that stuff. Guys, can you pinpoint who is your favorite guest star? Or let me put it like this. If if you could see a spinoff show of Hey Arnold, which of his guests or side characters would you want to see a show about? That's a really good question. I mean, other than the Patakis, I, like I would love to see that show happen. But I think that's too much of a main character. Um, I Stoop Kid. I'm going to say Stoop Kid. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, and kind of just see where he like. What would you want to see with Stoop Kid though? Like, see his growth as a as a more as a human. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe just like some sort of like a pseudo documentary thing, just like of Ooh. how Stoop Kid became Stoop Kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a Netflix special, like 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 a like a Stoop Kid um, show where it's like showing him like after meeting Arnold and getting off the stoop and like him living his life and then flashbacks to before he met Arnold, yeah. like. Like so, then it like intertwines like like Breaking Bad style or something yeah. like really like dark and gritty on one end, and then like <laughs> hopeful on the other, you know. So you kind of get both sides of him. Hopefully, Craig Bartlett's listening right now. Yeah, hey Craig, get, start working on it. <laughs> I think that would be like a perfect eight episode mini series. Yeah, the exactly. first ever Nickelodeon mini series, like or like Nick at Night shit, like some dark shit. Like this is for your parents, yo. Yeah, um, I also think that I wouldn't mind seeing. Harold's family, like Harold and his family, they're like this like uh, middle class Jewish family that like I don't know, like his parents are terrible. They're so annoying and like bland and he's this like larger than life guy. I think the problem is his voice is pretty grating, so I don't know if I could watch a whole show with him, but I like his family unit a lot. Um and I don't know, maybe it could be a maybe it could be a comedy. I don't know. There's oh gosh, I could I feel like I could just keep listing characters that I would like to see because like I would like to see a uh, Dino Spumoni, um, uh, uh, like miniseries also about uh, his background in music and see like how he rose through the ranks because mm-hmm. there is an episode in the show where they like show a very very quick like mini documentary about where he came from and it's like I want to see more of that. This guy is like I don't know he's the he's Frank Sinatra meets like who's like an angry singer. Oh, I don't know. Ava Levine? Sure. It's like Ava Levine <laughs> meets Sinatra. That's a really great pairing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know, but you know, do you know what's actually good though? Like it would actually be great to just see Hey Arnold like a whole season, but from the, pers- every episode is a different perspective of a different character. 
right? It's like, oh, one episode we're hanging out with Gerald and his family, another episode we're hanging out with the Patakis, and another episode, you know, maybe we're with Mr. Smith, like somebody like, what does he do all day or whoever, right? Like that would actually be really interesting. And I think that just shows the wealth of fantastic characters and this kind of community that they've built within the show that you want to, you want to hang out with them. You want to hang out on the street corner and play some stickball. Like I was saying, um, I would, I would say that the show, uh, the show already, like the show is known for that. Like there are episodes where like every character gets its backstory. There's no, there's no stone unturned in this show. And I think you're right though, that like, if, if they decided, Hey, let's like focus just on like, who Sid is in high school. Like I would be fascinated by that because he's this like guy who gets panic attacks and is like a germaphobe. Like, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. But like we are, we like, we've gotten a backstory for Sid and for stinky and for Rhonda. Like what uh, it's all, the seeds are already there for any character you want. And so the idea of like creating a spinoff for, for any of these characters, it's already started. So like, let's, Let's get another season yeah, after the movie. That's what we need. Now we're talking, people. Let's get it going. Yeah. I mean, personally, um, one of my favorite episodes I remember as a kid was the episode where Stinky wins, like, a competition that he becomes, like, the poster child for, like... Um, Yahoo like, Soda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. For, for the soda. And and then in the end, you know, it's kind of... It's heart-wrenching and it's tragic that at the end it's like, oh, the only reason they like him is because they're making fun of his accent and they're making fun of how stupid he is. Yeah. And that, that, once again, that's something that always stuck with me as a kid. But I would love to see a show where they take Stinky and let's just say he did become a successful whatever, an actor or a personality, and it's like Stinky goes Hollywood. And we just follow him on his career as he's going through the ups and downs. Maybe he hosts like a, his own show, right? And he has to like just do. And he's like, I don't understand any of this LA stuff. You know, I just think that would be fantastic. Well, yeah, he's a little bit of a Gomer pile from Andy Griffith. Like he's like he's in over his head. He's kind of dumb. Um, I I would be afraid that it would cheapen his like simplicity, though. You know, like but but it would also be funny. So yeah, let's do it. I'd Man. like I'd like to see him as like middle management or like CVS corporate or like something like that. <laughs> like see him in like a hyper normal situation and see how he like copes with that. Yeah, see him like um, uh, bringing in like uh, food he grew at his parents' farm, like <laughs> like bringing in like pumpkin homemade pumpkin pie to like lunch at CVS. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that. See, now we're talking. I think it's just because I've always wanted redemption for him in that episode. And I just uh-huh. want a whole series where he's like, you know what? Stinky is the freaking best. You yeah. damn executives, you soda executive people. I, re- I was thinking about that episode just the other day and it's like so sad. There's just like the jazz music kind of like turns and he like kind of looks down and is sad. And he, he like tells Arnold like something like, I guess I'm just not special. And it's really sad. It's because all, all that, all that these characters want because they live in, you know, like impoverished urban, urban setting. They just want to be loved. They want to be loved by, <laughs> it, it, I don't think it's that poor. Like this is not like we're, we're really being really liberal at the usage of the word poverty. <laughs> <laughs> They're not in that much poverty. Well, either way, it's still sad. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to have to put you on the spot. All yes. right. Yeah. You guys ready? Yes. Yeah. You can only pick one episode of Hey Arnold to put in your 90s time capsule. One episode that will be opened 20 years that and it's the only thing that kids are going to see that represents Hey Arnold. Which episode are you picking? I know mine already. Do, Do it. it. The turtle episode. 
Ah. That, what I think, is my favorite episode. Because it shows Grandma really well. It's like pretty dynamic episode as far as Arnold is concerned. And I think the moral of the story is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like how we interact with the environment and those sorts of things in nature. I, don't, I think that's like an insanely like beautiful episode. Mm. I would have to it, – it's hard. I have two in my mind that – so I think my – the way I would measure is like how easy the episode makes me cry. And <laughs> – there are two that stand out, and I'm going to name them both, uh, because why not? Uh, but then I'll pick one. Um, one is the Christmas episode uh, where Mr. Wynn finds his daughter, where Arnold and Gerald look for Mr. Wynn's daughter, and Helga ends up like giving up her gift to like like give this gift to Arnold, basically. Uh, and it's beautiful, and it's like it's like um, this this painting of uh, the pain of the Vietnam War mixed with. Um, what Christmas is really about, which is um, uh, the spirit of giving and uh, like care for the other. I think that's a great episode. The other one, though, that I would say is maybe ahead of that is the one where Helga goes to therapy, um, which is very intense. And you get to see more of her backstory and get to see like why um, her love for Arnold is so important. Um, it's basically like a um, Goodwill Hunting knockoff. Um, I think those two episodes are like, the most tear worthy episodes of the show. Um, I think I would lean towards the Christmas episode because, uh, it has a better spread of characters, but, uh, all I'd say is that the therapy episode is really good too. But I think, I think the Christmas episode. See, this is why you guys are pros because I asked you this question just spontaneously. And not only did you give great answers, but you gave reasons and emotions for those answers. <laughs> and I had an answer, but now I'm feeling real self-conscious about it. You don't have the practice that we have doing this with this show. <laughs> because personally, I was just going to be the one that always is stuck with me is Stoop Kid is afraid to leave a stoop. So it would be Stoop Kid, man, because fucking Stoop Kid was one of those episodes. You know, it's the little train that could. It's baby steps. It's Arnold making a connection with this kid who... And this is the thing, there's, you know, when you're in school, there's kids, you're like, oh, that kid's weird. I don't want to hang out with that kid. I don't want to talk to that kid, you know, because you're conforming, you know, you want to be one of the cool ones. And all of a sudden it's like, it's up to Arnold to be like, hey, you know what? I can help this kid. And he forms this connection and it's all about, you know, it's all about working through your, 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 I don't even know, like your mental blocks in life and stuff. It's, it's something that's always sticked with me. And it's something that, and also it's fun because when you mention Stoop Kid to a lot of people, they know exactly what you're talking about. So it's like, it feels like you're part of a cool club. Well, my, can I, can I st- state my belief about Stoop Kid? Oh, please. I think he is uh, a prediction of all millennials that we're Ooh. all, we're all afraid to leave our stoop. And I think that's why we, we connect with him so much is because whatever our stoop is, whether it's like our parents' house or like quitting that job we hate or um, like doing the thing that we've always wanted to do, but we don't know how to do it. Like, I think we, I think people between like 25 and 35, they like, you're right. If you bring up stupid kid, they're going to know exactly what you're talking about. And I think this is exactly why, because we're all afraid. We like, we, we were told that we were special, but then we had trouble getting off that stoop and we're still on that stoop in our twenties and thirties. And we're trying to figure out how to get off it. And so to me, stupid kid is very inspiring because it means that even the most like, like, um, uh, uh, stunted, uh, limited person can be encouraged to take that step off the, off the stairs. I just think it's that like stoop is an underutilized word, and that's why people just like to say it a lot. Stoop, stoop that also stoop, yeah. that's definitely part of it. Yeah, it's definitely fun. 
Oh, dude, guy, you guys are so much better at this than me. Holy <laughs> shit, you guys are you guys are good. That's why we're making a dollar a month. That's what I'm saying. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Boom, that's it's worth it. Come on, anybody is listening. Help these guys out on Patreon, all right? Because they're hurting. Come on, yeah, they are. It, I'm just, I, it, it's worth doing. Like, I love Harold, and we also love being like nerdy about like critical analysis. So it's like super fun for us. And I'm a grubby capitalist and I love making money. So I need way more that's money true. to come through. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't show up. So, you know, that's not true. <laughs> so you guys, all right, let's, let's move into, it's the year 2002, right? Oh, what a glorious year. Hey, Arnold's now been on for six seasons, six years. And there is now a brand new Hey Arnold movie. Um, and the Hey Arnold movie, if nobody knows, it didn't do too well in theaters. It came out in the summer. Uh, it failed, I think, both critically and definitely financially. And guys, I got a little chart for you. I wrote down a couple of the earlier Nickelodeon animated releases. These are also TV shows that were turned into movies, right? So you have the Rugrats movie, and that made $100 million at the box office. And that's a pretty good chunk of change for 1998. Um, and then you have the Wild Thornberries movie in, with forty million, and then just the, in comparison, Arnold made thirteen million dollars, which is not that great, Disaster. right? Mm. Um, so I'm gonna ask you guys because I have my own theories. But why do you think what what? Because also they wouldn't have made the movie if they didn't feel like Hey Arnold had the following that would have had the same type of money making that maybe the Rugrats had. Maybe not that much money that the Rugrats made. And keep in mind, they made like three freaking Rugrats movies. Like they made a bunch of those things. Right. Um, but what was it? Why did the movie fail? I mean, what was it? And, and, and if you guys have seen the movie and it sounds like you might kind of remember the movie, I haven't seen it sound like you guys watch it recently, but like, would you remember even liking the movie? Because I don't really think I liked it that much. Mm-hmm. So I think the reason it didn't do that well is Corey and I didn't have a podcast about Harold at the time. That's right. Ah, Goddamn. Get the Corey and Adam bump. I think that's the major <laughs> that's issue. Right. Uh, that's more true than you know. Uh, <laughs> I, well, first of all, I do remember the Wild Thornberries movie and the first Rugrats movie. And I, I think they were just better stories. They're better stories. I'd also be interested to see how the marketing was for Harold, for the Harold movie and how – like what movie they were up against. I think releasing um, like uh, a cable network cartoon that's maybe like third on, on that channel, like probably Rugrats is number one. Number two at that point was SpongeBob and probably number three was Hey Arnold. Pro- I'm just, and I'm just guessing. I don't even remember like what the, when it comes to popularity. Um, but I can imagine that like, you know, the third tiered cartoon on a cable television show being released in the summer like that's going to be pretty rough, I would assume. But but you know, I, I do remember the sh- the movie not being as good as the rest of the series. The series was pretty tonally perfect, and the movie uh, just ended up being too silly, I guess. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I I think like you said, I I think the way that the story flows, it's really suited for the the, the, the sort of format. Vignettes, the little vignettes. I think because, like you were saying as well, like and Corey was building upon, like it's a lot of like going in and out of the different people's lives, 
And those short little vignettes are absolutely perfect for that. Spending an hour or however long, an hour and a half on a, on, on a thing for Harold, maybe, maybe it's just not a strong suit. It wasn't like intention. Yeah. And that wasn't the intention. And there are some episodes that are half hours and some of those are really good. The Christmas episode and Helga on the couch are two examples of half hour episodes, but those are rare, you know, yeah. those are two, there's maybe four half hour episodes out of, you know, a hundred something. And so I just don't know if they were ready to adjust for the, for the feature length. I, I'm definitely interested to see how, how the movie, the, the movie that is being released this year is going to be um, in comparison. But I would agree that the, the movie wasn't even close to the top uh, in regards to the series for me. And I think it, man, these, I think also just adapting anything, especially a TV show, it's tricky, right? And totally. especially when you're competing with hours now, hours and hours and episodes on episodes of a show that is beloved and that it's not every episode is great. But the thing is when you watch a bad Hey Arnold episode or when you watch a bad SpongeBob episode or whatever, then you can just turn on another, right after there'll be another good one, right? right? So it doesn't seem like as big of a deal. But when the movie comes out, there's more expectation. It's like this has to be the greatest thing ever. And I mean, that just it's just it's it's not going to be as funny. Like there's a huge possibility that's not going to be the best episode. It's not going to be the funniest thing compared to other episodes. And especially I think the thing I remember about the movie, too, it's just the plot of it was like Arnold and Gerald become like secret agents and they're trying to stop a guy from like bulldozing the town and making it into like a mall. And right there, it's like. It, it definitely feels more like a kid's show than, than Hey Arnold actually is, but it's like that doesn't feel in line with anything we've seen previously for the last six years is them becoming like secret agents with gadgets and stuff. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good critique of the movie actually. That I remember I, I was thinking about it recently and I thought like it just felt too silly. It felt too like otherworldly compared to the show. I think I think you're absolutely right. Very astute. Well done. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's why I host the show. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's a bummer. Who knows? I mean, I haven't watched it. I watched it like once on DVD. Who knows? We might all look back and be like, wait, there's some <laughs> hidden meaning here. Yeah. This is really, the, the spies are all just a metaphor for growing up in life. Yeah, um, they are. <laughs> but as you guys mentioned, uh, there's a brand new movie coming out. Hey, mm-hmm. Arnold is back after yeah. like a decade of not being on. And it's called The Jungle Movie. So, guys, are we excited that Hey Arnold is back? Are we excited for the movie? What do we think about the initial, the nostalgic-filled initial trailer that was released a couple months ago? Um, And also, do we want to see Hey Arnold back, or should we kind of just leave it as, like, this perfect entity of nostalgia that we all kind of remember and look back to? Because now there's potential that it could just be ruined. Like, here comes Hey Arnold, and, oh, we're going to make a new show, and we're going to make a this, and it's completely just tainting what we've all loved back from the 90s. What do you guys think? Uh, I loved the trailer, and I'll say that the show needs some kind of wrap-up because the, the original show ended kind of on a cliffhanger about his parents, and so... And it wasn't a cliffhanger. It was like, maybe they're alive, maybe they're dead. It was, we have to go find them. And I like, I think the only way to really satisfy this show is by doing that. And as you know, I think it, it can test the waters to see if a spinoff is, is possible. I, I know that Craig Bartlett, the creator had shopped around a show about the Takis 
And I'm curious to see if that'll actually um, happen after this after this movie, like if it's successful, because clearly there's like a huge following still of this show. Um, like uh, the, the trailer hit like several million views um, it, it, within a day. So I don't know. I, I I'm fine with it as long as long as the original writers are involved, which it seems like they are. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. Like, and I think, uh, like, even on our sort of like comments of the podcast, like the the way that you hear even through the comments, how the show emotionally like resonated with people is pretty interesting. And I think it means to me, like, if it's sincere, that it's worth revisiting. But I think that there's also like the nostalgia train is moving and people want to see things rebooted and remade. So it's like the timing of it makes me a little bit nervous. Like I think it's very possible it'll be bad. Totally. But I don't think it has to be. Um, And I think that there's a sincerity to the show and I think it deserves like a, a sincere reboot. And I think a large majority of the people that are waiting for this like deserve something good kind of. Yeah. And that if it's just going to be like uh, them doing something like the secret agent thing again, it's almost like there's other ways to make money, like do something else. You know what I mean? It's a good, it's like a super solid show. If the movie makes me tear up or like get goosebumps, then it'll be a success. I don't remember the the first movie doing that. So I guess we'll, we'll have to check my tear ducts in a few months. Yeah. So look out for our review. That's right, baby. I, yeah, I'm torn. I think I'm torn because as you were, it's like, I think we do deserve a wrap up because I do remember that cliffhanger, but at the same time, it's also hard because it's just like, I wish it had already happened by now because Hey Arnold, it's been so long since Hey Arnold wrapped up, you know, it's been over 10 years. So part of me kind of wishes it's already happened. But at the same time, I'm glad that at least they're making it. It sounds like also I was reading up on it and I was reading up because I was reading up on the original movie. And it actually sounds like the jungle movie that is finally coming out was actually initially going to be the sequel or the finale to Arnold way back in like 2004. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, I kind of like that because it's not like all of a sudden they're just like, it doesn't feel as much as like cash grab. Let's just do Hey Arnold again, even though that is technically what it is. But at least it kind of at least it, it feels like hey, we already had this script. We already had an idea of how we wanted to wrap it up, you know, 10 years ago when we were actually making the show. It's not like, oh, 10 years later, screw it. Let's just get, let's go back to the well and whip something up. So I feel like it will, with Arnold's parents, him finding his parents, I think it's going to have that emotional impact. Like, I really do feel that way. However, if the movie does really successful and that leads to some sort of continuation, like, hey, let's bring back the show and now everyone's going to be in fifth grade and, like, whatever... That I'm not really, like, I don't really care. Like, that I'm just like, we don't need a whole nother series. I kind of just want this movie to be the the conclusion, to finish the thing off. Here's, you know, here's our finale. Here's how everything, you know, happy ending and so on and so forth. But, like, I don't want it to, like, spin off into, now Arnold's living in the jungle with his parents. Isn't that wacky? I don't really need that. Mm. So I think a thing I just thought of right now that I think that's like a, a positive side of all of this is I think a lot of people that like grew up on the show like may have their own kids now mm. and like the ability right. for them to show their small kids like this thing that meant something to them as a kid is kind of cool and like maybe I think uh, will mean something to some people that mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. so I don't know I think yeah I think there's like everything else it's like probably complicated yeah you know it, it's like it seems like it's in good hands. It seems like all the writers and the creators and everyone are back on board. It's just like, and I'm looking forward to it. It's just always one of those things where you're like, 
we'll just we'll see what happens though because there has been a lot of times where it's like you're excited for something going back and all of a sudden you realize you know what it was better when it was done 20 years ago don't necessarily need it back again but you know i would love i would love a new set uh i'd love a new generation if they brought back hey arnold to say they brought back as a series and it was just as good as the original series with the same themes and the same morals and everything we've been talking about but now it's for this new generation of kids then i'd be like hey you know what screw i had it wrong man that sounds awesome like i would love for kids to kind of have that experience like we did right right yeah yeah and most importantly uh original voice of helga is back so that's really the most important thing oh hell yeah yeah Uh, yes Mm -hmm. um all right guys wrapping things up we're about to get to our final question but before we do i'm gonna take a look into our aol chat room which is also just Twitter responses. Uh, (laughs) I reached out to you guys on Twitter and asked you, hey, well, guys, what do you think of Hey Arnold? What are your memories? What do you remember about it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? I got a few responses back. Let's eat. I'm going to read them right now, live on the podcast. First one comes from our friends over at Crossover Podcast. It said, I firmly believe that certain episodes of Hey Arnold should be shown to children in order to teach them how to properly behave in society. Hmm. Uh, a few maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think that if the kid, if kids watch this now and they're astute enough, they'll realize that you don't need parents because these <laughs> kids barely have parents in the show. So I might backfire tremendously, which maybe will do some good for the world. I don't know. Well, also like the parents in the shows too are like kind of way worse off than the, than the kids. Like, like Helga's mom is like an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. Sure. They're awful. They're the worst influences in the show. Every time they get involved, it's usually bad. Yeah. Well, grandpa's okay. No. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. The grandparents are awesome. They're, but I, like I, the I, actual I, parents suck. Yeah. yeah they're terrible. No, totally. Yep. Um, all right. Let's see. We got another one from our friends over amazing advertising says, I still wear a Hey Arnold shirt. I used to do a whole monologue during the opening credits of the girls and the boys fighting to the death. See, I nailed it. I knew it was some sort of fight to the death, guys. <laughs> uh, let's see. And our last one comes from uh, Channel Surfing Pod. Really enjoyed the show when it was on and now open it on and now have and now own it on DVD. Favorite memory would be when Arnold and Grandma released Lockjaw into the ocean. Totally. That's my show. That's my episode. That's, that's the best. It. It's yeah, a good one. It is a good one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they weren't lying. Other people, and I remember that. That's like the perfect. I've seen the uh, the meme of that one with the turtle, and they're hanging on the backseat. It's Thug Life, and that's yeah. like it's like hell yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're, we've done it. We've made it to the end of the show, and I'm gonna ask you guys the big question I ask everyone when they come on the show: Are you ready? Yeah, uh, I think what so. Is it? All right, is Hey Arnold as magical as we all remember it being? I'm yes. gonna say yes, and yes. it's more magical. Yeah, yes, and more layers, more layers, very layered. Is that because you can appreciate it as a kid, but you can also appreciate it more as an adult with all its complexity? Exactly. Yeah, I mean the the nostalgia. It's nostalgic for sure, but then because we're adults with brains, we can see like, <laughs> oh, what are they really saying? Wow, that's deep. That's sad. That's poignant. Well, yeah, and, and nothing operates in a void. So you realize there's like a lot of social commentary, political commentary, those sorts of things that are that are like lay beneath the sort of obvious narrative. And I think, yeah, it's very much worth watching and is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it's become richer the, the more I've watched it, for sure. Yeah. You know, I completely agree. And I think that's everything we've been talking about, I, I think, is is you, you love it as a kid for, for certain reasons. But then as an adult, all of a sudden you're like, 
like we were talking about, it's like this episode means something differently now that either if you've gone through those experiences, maybe, or now that you're, you know, or maybe you understand different themes and metaphors differently. Mm -hmm. But I think that this show is made with kind of a mature audience in mind. You know, it's definitely not as cartoony and over the top as a lot of other Nickelodeon shows or really any other kids show. But this was made kind of with a little wink and nod to, hey, kids are going to love this, but also parents like this is for you too. Like you can just be as just as big a fan of this and connect to it and get emotional. Like it sounds like you guys are crying every single week when you're watching your episodes and stuff. And, and, but that's good. That's what it's all about. That's what you want to do. Um, and I think this works on both a nostalgic level and it works on a like rewatchable level too. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yes. Mm. And (laughs) And it better be because you guys are watching the crap out of the show every single week. Uh, guys, talk about your podcast. Where can people find it? Hey, Arnold. Hey. Yeah. Easiest ways on iTunes. Um, we, yeah, if you type in, Hey, Arnold, Hey, we're the, the only podcast you'll find. <laughs> uh, and, um, we do have a website, Harold, Hey.com. Uh, it's not updated nearly enough. Uh, I will update <laughs> it right now. Uh, but also, um, we do have an, and we have an email, uh, hey yeah. dot hey Arnold hey at gmail.com so you can drop us a line and we have a Twitter we neglect so oh, yeah. probably email like old-fashioned way email yeah listen to it on the iTunes thing or whatever wherever you get your uh, your podcast yeah we mostly update weekly sometimes we have to skip a week or so but um, yeah we we're gonna keep doing it yeah forever forever or at least until we run out of episodes yeah um, and we have a patreon yeah so don't leave that person alone on that patreon throw some money at us. Yeah, uh, it's Hey Arnold, Hey, like Hey Girl, Hey, but instead of Girl, it's Arnold. So oh, you gave it away. Way to give it away. That's it. <laughs> Good times, guys. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much for being on. And uh, everyone, check out their podcast. Give them some money. Give them some love. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks, guys, for all the support. Thanks, Bobby, for having us on. Yeah, thanks, man. That's awesome. And of course... You guys can check out this podcast of That's So 90s Podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Give us a nice little comment. And if you don't want to give a nice comment, just, you know, just, just be nice. Just be, just try to be nice because sometimes those bad comments, that they hurt, man. They hurt right in my heart. Uh, also, you can check us out on Twitter at That's So 90s Pod. Be a part of the conversation. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Stitcher. Check us out on any other sort of social media that hasn't been invented yet because I'm going to be on it once it is invented. Uh, uh, I want to thank my guests for being on. I want to thank all you guys out there. Remember, we now have a Patreon page, so please donate dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever you can to our Patreon page. Please and thank you. I love you guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys on another one. Bye.